2: It is The Odd Couple. I'm Chris. He's Rob. We are live from the TireRack.com studios. Hour number two of a three-hour show. Keep it locked here on Fox Sports Radio. Now listen up. Test your skills on prize picks this football season. <clears throat> Excuse me. For a fun way to win up to 25 times your cash. Prize picks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Visit prizepickscom slash I100 and use code ODD100 for a first deposit match up to $100 today. Uh, we were ju- you just heard Steve Disager talking about it. They are now in the top in the ninth inning. Astros, Rangers, Rangers up 4-2. to two. And uh, it was chaos just a few minutes ago. And we were talking about whether or not the Houston reliever, Brian Abreu, hit Adolis Garcia intentionally. Garcia hit the goal head home run in the seventh. And um, they the, he thought he was hit intentionally. He had issue with the catcher. Uh, they had words. It turned into a bench clear. Not really a brawl, but just bench clearings and Players going at each other, yelling at each other. And Garcia and Abreu were ejected. So, Rob, we were talking about whether or not they threw at him intentionally. I and, think and that home the, run was it, a
0: six, Chris. That three-run home oh, run. I'm sorry, in the
2: six. So it looked like Dusty Baker, the manager for the Astros, was about to be ejected or was ejected. And he argued vehemently. Uh, it looked like he's arguing that there's no way they did that intentionally. In a postseason game with what's yeah, on stake. Like, and I, there were no outs. And, and that put two men on, right? With no outs.
0: Right. When they failed, the, the uh, Rangers the failed. In the bottom of the eighth. Yeah. To, get it, to get a run, that insurance run. And then now the uh, Astros have the leadoff man on. So the time runs on base, Chris, nobody out, ninth inning. It's a big game right here. But I I, I guess the, the logic is. You wouldn't do that. You just wouldn't do right. it, right? Like, that's the logical It just thing. doesn't make sense. Why would you put another guy on and, at that situation, set up what could have been a big inning for them? First and second, nobody out. They could have scored two runs and iced the game, Chris, right there. Well, But, but it looked – it just – anybody could say it. It just looked intentional. When you get a ball in that spot, that's where they're trying to hit you.
2: Well, they may have wanted to just throw inside. You know, brush him off the plate or something like that. Um, But also, Rob, it's possible, and this this may may very well be true, that Abreu and maybe Maldonado, the catcher, maybe they did it. They did it by themselves. That I I mean, I'm sure Dusty. Don't you don't think Dusty, even if you think it was intentional, he didn't. No, they do it for their teammate. They're mad at what he did to Verlander.
0: I mean, right. So Dusty was probably arguing.
2: There's no way I called that. Because why would Dusty be ejected anyway?
0: Well, unless he, said, he was said, out
2: there, he said the magic
0: word to the umpire. Because he got ejected even before he put it on, you know, thick, Chris, with the with right. the long. You say a magic word, uh, a curse word, or something, and that's it. That's all. That's all that she wrote. And I think that's what happened in that spot with Dusty. And I and I'm sure Dusty went off because to say, I,
2: why would we do this? I think they got it right with the pitcher. Whether we don't, we'll never know, right? Whether he did it on purpose, and I think, and and also Garcia, because if Garcia just takes it, maybe glares at the pitcher but goes to first base, then it's not an issue. But he he turned it into what it became, and so that's why I think he should have went. He should have gone too. So I think they ended up getting it right.
0: Yeah, I think they had no choice because there were no warnings and he did incite what could have been uh, melee. So they had to do something. I know it's easier said than done for you to just take the the hit in the ribs and turn the other cheek. But at that point, you know, like, oh, this is because I hit that home run and you guys
2: are mad at me. You know what I mean? Right. And, And again, you know, are you really getting me? When you're putting me on first base, and now we might go up another two or three runs. And
0: now that, and there, the Astros are cooking. First and second, nobody out. They just yeah. a, a walk there. The clerk in uh, a single and a walk. I mean, uh, and now you got you, you're getting around to the top of the lineup. You know what I mean? Like if you wanted right. to win this, you got to get eight and nine out to start the inning. And now, uh, if, if they're able to get out of this somehow, it's gonna be it's gonna be a Yeoman's job. I mean, this yeah. is this
2: is uh, no doubt. This is a big right. Well, right. let's let's turn to football, Rob. And last night, Jacksonville Jaguars uh beat the New Orleans Saints. Good game. 3124. Could have been uh an overtime game, perhaps, had uh the tight or uh, a tight end for the Saints caught a ball, Rob. Uh, and you feel for the guy Foster Moreau, who was with Carr with the Raiders. And uh, wide open, Rob, in the end zone and just drops it. I mean, it it was – he was just crestfallen after the game. His teammates consoling him.
0: And a three-run home um, run, Chris. Can you believe what we just saw?
2: Oh, I I didn't see it yet. Thanks. Sorry. (laughs) You know I'm on delay. Here it is. Wow. Is that Altuve?
0: Nobody out. Unbelievable. That dude, man. And guess what transistor they
2: transistor radio or not, he is a bad. And guess boy. what
0: they flash right before? The what? most home runs or something, you know, from a visiting player, you know, uh something about
2: that. And
0: this dude, Altuve, man, that dude. So they go they go from first and second, nobody out. They can't get the run. And then they uh and then they give up the a, a, a hit to number eight. A walk to the pinch hitter at number nine. And then they pitch to Altuve. And it gives, it gives it up.
2: Well, well, it ain't over. They better keep putting runs on. And now the clerk's out of sorts. He was just wild on his first pitch. So, um, Texas, they they got to be shook. So, um, all right. This is going to be interesting. But... Anyway, last night, uh, Trevor Lawrence robbed quarterback for the Jaguars. 204 yards, 20 for 29, one touchdown. Um, Trevor Lawrence is having a good year. But a lot of people expected him in his third season to be an MVP candidate. And he's not that. Maybe he will be someday. Maybe next year. Maybe he catches fire this year. But for now, he's not. And I look again; he's having a good year. His team is five and two, but I'm a little disappointed just in his individual play, and not disappointed in that he's been bad, but disappointed in that I expected him to have a greater jump than he's had. And and to be honest, he's I guess he's having a pedestrian year. He's got eight touchdowns in seven games. Three interceptions, ninety-two point eight passer rating. He's throwing for about two hundred and twenty yards a game or so. Um, so you know he, he's playing fine, but he's not having the spectacular year that I expected. Two hundred thirty-five yards a game. He's throwing for. Don't so. cheat
0: him, Chris. Those five yards.
2: Right, it's fifteen. I did say two twenty. It's two thirty-five. So, but what do you, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, What it tells you, it's it's pretty clear.
0: When you talk about quarterbacks and you talk about generational talents and can't miss, I don't think anybody really can say for most people that they know for sure. Like, he was supposed to be that dude. Last year we got a glimpse of it, right? The postseason run. Yep. But for the most part, we haven't gotten it. For the most part, we have not Well gotten the first
2: it. year he it was a mess with Urban Meyer. Right. Last year he was go- very good and got to the playoffs. And this year he's playing fine. I mean he, but, he's but not he was, playing like a star. But he I'm not are you saying he won't be that guy? Like he still might become that guy.
0: I'm not so he was five and twenty to start his career. I'm not convinced he's gonna be that guy. I'm no, I'm not I'm and not I, convinced. And, convinced and, and, right, but, but I'm just saying, but they were saying like he was a can't miss. Like, yeah. He could be that guy. Yeah. I, I, I'm i not there. I'd I have to see a lot more for me to believe that he's going to be Peyton Manning. Like, I think, you know what I mean, of that ilk. I'll have that kind of career. I don't no, see I, that.
2: He, it's possible, but he's not off to that start. And obviously, Manning had a, a, a rough rookie year. But um, I, I think your overall premise is that there's no sure thing as a quarterback no matter how good he looks in college is that i think that's what you're saying
0: yeah is that is that no matter who you're talking about Caleb Williams i he's can't miss uh generational talent oh, yeah he looks like it chris in college right he looks like it but yeah, i'm not but i'm not I, so sure that we know for sure because of and and even the people drafting there have been so many busts at quarterback and so many guys who not not just bus, but maybe they just had pretty good careers or okay careers, right, you know, right, like that. Right, right, like they right. like not not that they can't play at all, but they're not that kind of guy. Uh, Kyler Murray, Chris, I'm not saying Kyler Murray, right? First pick, he could have played baseball, NFL, all time great, dude. They're uh, they're already looking like okay, we need to do something else here, right? I mean. Made a couple of Pro Bowls. Uh, one time last a couple years ago, had the uh, had the Cardinals seven and O. Remember that they were rolling, Kingsbury, all that. Yep. Uh, wh- where'd that go? Yep. That's like that. Seemed like that was well, ten look, years ago.
2: Rob Marcus Mariota, number two pick, second year in Tennessee, he had twenty six touchdowns, nine picks. You would have thought at that point, okay, he's gonna be that guy. You have to wait. It's kind of what you're saying about Jalen Hurts. Not that that's what Marcus Mariota's future is indicative of what's ahead for Jalen Hurts. But I think you're just saying you want to see more. One good year doesn't mean you're going to be a star. We talked about it, RG3. Um, I just mentioned Marcus Mariota. Um, Guys have had good – heck, Mac Jones had a really good rookie year. Led him to the playoffs. Uh, Daniel Jones threw 24 touchdowns his rookie year. 12 interceptions with the Giants. And so, I agree with you there. I, I mean, some of these are just downright obvious, but Tom Brady, 6th round pick. Joe Montana, 3rd round pick. Aaron Rodgers, 24th pick. He dropped. first round. that? Yeah. Right, he did drop. Lamar Jackson was, what, a 2nd round pick? 3rd round no, pick. Uh, no, first. He was the 32nd, the last player picked in the first round. Russell Wilson, Rob, a third-round pick. Dak Prescott, a fourth-round pick. Like, the fact is, no to your point, nobody knows for sure. The experts get these things wrong. And with quarterback, it is incredibly hard to tell. A lot of times, Rob, guys at these powerhouse programs, like say Alabama. And look, Tua looks great, played at Alabama. Jalen played at Alabama, looks good. Uh Mac Jones played at Alabama, struggling a bit. Uh AJ McCarron, remember him? Yep. You know Alabama. Alabama struggled, you know, in the NFL. Um, one of the things, and we it's a host of guys from uh Ohio State who've done that. A lot of times, you are surrounded by such superior talent. Not just, oh, I got a bunch of great teammates, but your teammates are far better than your competition. Right? That's the thing. You got all the blue-chip five-star recruits at wide receiver and tight end and running back and offensive line, and you're playing against a team with a bunch of second – are two, two, and three-star recruits, and so that's what happens sometimes. And sometimes it doesn't. Joe Burrow, Rob, obviously had great. He had Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase at LSU. Were both of them with him? Maybe I think both were, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. But and he obviously can do it at the next level too. So it's not a hard and fast rule, but I do think Rob sometimes that can be why some of these guys don't pan out. You saw him with just ridiculous talent.
0: Yeah, it it, it is. I hate to use the term crap shoot, but it, it really is Chris. And, and I, I understand why looking at some of these guys, you feel that way and feel like, you know, they, they, they can be that, or they can be the next Peyton Manning. You know what I mean? From their resume in college. Cause they look spectacular. And, and, uh, Trevor Lawrence was one of those guys where you just thought this guy's a can't miss. He's so good, but
2: yeah, and look again, he's having a good career. Um, he's only three years in, not even uh, in his third year, and he's playing well. But uh, and I think he, I think he can be a star. I'm not writing him off. I, I don't think you are, but yeah, I mean we we haven't seen anything that's telling us he's going to be the superstar Peyton Manning that he was purported to be coming out of school. 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. And uh, if you want to comment on this, Trevor Lawrence, or or really just quarterbacks in general, um, how you judge them coming out of college, how you know if they're going to be stars in the NFL, uh, what you think of the process, or you can comment on the uh, brouhaha, between the Astros and the Rangers that, he, that resulted in two ejections. Your thoughts next is Chris and Rob, the couple, Fox Sports Radio.
3: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
1: Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
0: Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover.
2: All right, it's the i-couple, Chris and Rob, live from the Tire rack.com studios. Test your skills, folks. On prize picks this football season for a fun way to win up to 25 times your cash. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Visit prizepicks.com slash ODD100. Use code ODD100 for a first deposit match up to $100 today. And Rob, Houston Astros just beat the Texas Rangers three two to go back to Houston for the next game or two, if necessary. And obviously, all they need is one to close them out. And Rob, how about those Astros? They they go to Texas and take three straight.
0: It's a choke job by the Rangers. They were up. They won their first seven playoff games. They didn't need. To, all they had to do was win one game. And they had the game, this game, and I'm gonna tell you a couple. There's a couple moments in the game, Chris, where it cost them. Can't be in that eighth inning, first and second, nobody out. They couldn't get the right. They they couldn't get the run in. That's that's the run that changes everything. The three runs, and the insurance run, and then they give up. And then you have the bottom of the order. You have eight, nine, and one. A pinch hitter. You walked a pinch hitter. Batting ninth, Chris, who has a 195 batting average, he can't be walked. You, he, yeah, he has walked. to get a hit. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, you have to let him throw the ball over the plate and have him get a hit and feel better about yourself than to walk him to set up Altuve. And that's what happened. And then they get two hits to start the ninth inning. First and second, nobody out. And uh, Marcus Simeon, who's been struggling, hits a line drive to the shortstop. That's a bad out because it doesn't advance the runners. Chris had had he moved over, Seeger comes up and it's a fly ball to center field. You would have been able to tie the right. game. So there's a lot of those things that went on, uh, but they no uh, their closer let them down. Their bullpen has been great. The closer, yeah, the closer. He just I, coughed I, I'm it up. looking
2: more at him because I mean they had a two the run, Astros a two run left lead. Men on base too. Oh yeah, you know, so you can you can kind of look at that. You can always point to things in hindsight. I hear what you're saying, but. To me, LeClerc can't let that go. No, no, no. And Rob, quickly, Jose Altuve, 101 postseason games he's played. Guess how many homers he has? 25? 52. Wow. Think about that. How many legit? In a regular season, that's an 81, 82 home run pace. Yeah, that's that's unbelievable. This dude, he's not even like a huge home run hitter. Crazy. That is unbelievable. All right, let's squeeze yeah, in Sean from
0: Sacramento real quick. Sean, you're on the odd couple Fox Sports Radio. What's up?
2: Yo,
4: Michael from Another Mother, My Brother Behind the Board. Real quick, Rob, you know, watching this Rangers team all year, it's been a streaky team, my man. They, they had that number one spot in the AL West for what, 75% of the season? then lose it on the last day. You've knew you you been calling it all playoffs, Rob. They can't continue to win games back to back to back. They're going to hit the skid, and unfortunately for them, they hit hitting it hard. But I really want to credit Dusty, man. I know it seemed kind of confounding. Like, why would they put a man on base? Why would they give up a run of the playoffs? He rallied his team. Right after that, everybody was fired up. So I think it was an intentional hit of the batter, but, man, was it worth it. What a great win for Papa Dusty and the Astros. Great call, Chris.
2: All right, that's our man Sean from Sacramento. It is the Couple, Chris and Rob. We got Barry Schumer, author of a new book about the Detroit Lions, and we'll get to that, but first.
3: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
2: Our next guest is uh, Barry Schumer. He's an author, and he's got a new book that's out all out now. You can purchase it now. It's called I Don't Believe It. We're good. The New Detroit Lions. Barry, welcome to the Odd Couple.
4: Hey, thank you very much, guys. Uh, I appreciate you both having me on your show tonight. Rob and Chris, and uh, Rob, a mazel tov deal on having such a great national sports show. I've been listening to it; and it's a fantastic show, guys.
0: Thank you, Barry. That Thank means you, a man. lot. We appreciate. And, it. Yes, Absolutely. no doubt about it. Uh, so, go ahead, Rob. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, uh, here we go. As somebody who covered the Lions for twenty years and went up to all the. Saw all the bad stuff going on. Where are people, and how the excitement level, and what gave you this? uh, What where did you decide that this was the right time to write the book?
4: Well, Rob, you know you might remember you had me on your show in Detroit, Parker and the Man with uh, Mark Wilson back in 2007. This is my fourth edition of the book. This title is "I Don't Believe It We're Good: The New Detroit Lions." This was the time to do it. I uh, my new chapters were documenting the eight and two finish to last year. And obviously, we're off to a 5-1 start now. The electricity in Detroit is off the charts. When I walk around with my Lions shirt, 10 people will come up to me and fist pump me. So uh, <laughs> after 66 years of mostly torture, it looks like the patience of Lions fans might be finally paying off.
2: Well, you you've seen a few a few good seasons, a handful of good seasons here well, and there. Absolutely. But so what? What makes you convinced? I I believe you are. If you're not, let me know. But what convinces you that this Lions team is for real?
4: Well, what convinces me is that we finally got the ownership that we need uh, in Sheila Firestone's Ford Hampton, who brought in the consultant Chris Spielman, who then brought in Brad Holmes, as our GM, and Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell is a great coach. When I watched Hard Knocks last year, I would be willing to run through a wall for this guy. I believe he's going to be the head coach in Detroit for the next 15 years. It reminds me a lot of uh, Bill Cowher from the Steelers.
0: Bill Cower, you're already going there. I know a lot of people are excited, but shouldn't they have to win a playoff game? Because, Barry, I'm going to say this, and you know, I'm not convinced the Lions have turned the corner. They have one playoff win since 1957. I need a playoff win before I believe anything different is going on. I've seen this team win 11 games before that, during the Matt Stafford era, the 0-3 in the playoffs. I'm just trying to figure out how are you stamping that? What happens if they, if they make the playoffs and get demolished in their game and, and still don't have a playoff win?
4: Well, Rob, you are 100% right, and I agree with you. In fact, when I was writing this fourth edition, I told people I would not write this fourth edition until they got the playoff win. One playoff win since '57 is absolutely crazy. When we got it in '91 with Barry Sanders, again, I can't predict it. They have to show it to us on the field. You're right. Until they win a playoff this game this year, it, it's not going to count for much. And you covered the Lions, and Rob, you're in my book several places. I hope you don't mind me bringing up the funniest thing I've ever seen a sports reporter ask an NFL coach <laughs> when you asked Marinelli, whose uh, son-in-law Joe Barry was the defensive coordinator. Do you wish your daughter would have married a better defensive coordinator? <laughs>
0: it was an all-time classic. I know. One of those. Classic in Detroit
4: Lions.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Barry, it was a classic. It was one of those moments. No doubt about you,
2: you, it. You really had some nerve, and, and we love you for it.
0: Thank you, Barry.
2: Barry, this game against Baltimore this weekend, how big is I mean, obviously it was a great win for the Lions over the Chiefs. Then they get beat, big letdown, when they get beat in the home opener against Seattle. But then you beat the Falcons, the Packers, the Panthers, and the Buccaneers of Baker Mayfield. So not really world beaters, your last four wins. How big is this game against the Ravens? They're obviously a very good team. If you beat them, especially if you beat them soundly, people are going to really believe in the Lions. If they beat you, and especially if they beat the Lions soundly, then people are going to say, same old Lions, they're not that good. So how big is this game over the weekend to you? Well, It's a, it's a, good, it's a good point, Chris.
4: I, it's not a huge game because I'm convinced uh, no matter what happens Sunday, I think the Lions are going to win the North. The North is a very weak division. i got to tell you a couple of interesting stats you guys will like. That if the Lions beat Baltimore Sunday – It'll be their first 6-1 start since 1956. And the other amazing stat is we have won our last four games by 14 points or more. It's the first time the Lions have done that since 1934.
0: Amazing stats. It is. Uh, What about the the temperature of uh, Lions? I hope they go out and buy your book. But I know they travel well. They went to Tampa Bay. There was uh, Detroit people all over. They weren't just trying to get warm. They were there for the Lions and the blue and the ski mask and all that. What's what's yeah. the vibe in Detroit?
4: Uh, the vibe is, is incredible. And we have a lot of Detroit Lions fans all over the country. And, again, I mean, everybody is just talking about the Lions on a daily basis. This, this town is on fire. If If we win the playoff game this year, which I think we have a pretty good chance to, I want you to know my new chapter. I predict we're going 11 and 6 this year. And I also go out on the limb, Rob. You're going to think this is quite far on the limb of saying that the Lions will probably be playing in the Super Bowl within three years.
0: Uh, yeah, that is on the limb, considering they've never been there. But uh, I guess at some point, uh, nobody thought the Cardinals would ever get to the Super Bowl. They got there. Nobody That's thought true. the Saints, Chris, the Aints. You remember that when we were growing up, the Aints. Right. They made, They won a Super Bowl. Patriots weren't and,
2: good when we were growing yep, up. Yep,
0: and nobody thought Tampa Bay. You remember with the creamsicle uniforms, right? right. And they won a Super
4: Bowl. Right, right. So you never um, know. You never know.
2: Jared Goff uh, having a terrific year. I think, and look, beginning of the year, I would have thought 11-6 and was a good prediction for the Lions. But I think now if they finish 11-6, and I think that's a disappointment because obviously they're off to the hot start, right? And then you look at the schedule. You mentioned the the division is very weak. And you look at the schedule and it's like, man, they could win 14 games or so. Jerry, if they with, win fourteen, Jared Goff's going to be in the MVP discussion. Um, I agree. What do you think about that? I agree with you, Chris. Right now, the
4: way they started, they should win twelve or thirteen, possibly fourteen. And I'll tell you, Jared Goff, as far as I'm concerned, most consistent, excellent quarterback play I've seen in my lifetime with the Lions. He is better than Landry, Danielson, and Stafford, in my opinion. And he's probably the best quarterback play we've had since the days of Bobby Lane.
0: Yeah. Wow. But, it, but still, will you admit this, Barry? And I, and, I, and I get the optimism that until they actually win a playoff game, because I think Chris brought it up and mentioned it, and I do believe this that if they were to get there, win the division, get a playoffs, and they lose or become, you know, lot, turn, turn back to the Lions and get thumped, people will go SOL.
4: Well, they'll go SOL. Well, I a hundred percent agree with you, Rob. They must win a playoff game this year to be considered real and to be a really top team. You can't win twelve or thirteen games, win the division, and then go lose a home playoff game. That would be a disaster. Now we'd get the monkey off the back of not winning their 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 division since ninety three and it would get the monkey off the back of uh, well, no, nah, they have they haven't won since ninety one, us. right. So we would be obviously more optimistic than the eight or nine season last year. But you must win a playoff game. I agree with you one hundred percent.
2: Yeah, that's where it they. It could are. be tough though, because look, if they get a number, you know, they get they win the division and then get Dallas. Who I, I'm not saying Dallas is the best team no, in the league, but it will be a, cake cake walk, be a tough, right, No, right. and and I and look, if the Lions win thirteen games, win their division, and lose to Dallas or Philadelphia, either of those teams could be second in their division and thus meet the Lions in the playoffs. I don't think that's going to be, if they lose by a touchdown to Philadelphia, I don't think you should kill them. I mean, obviously you're disappointed, but I I think to me, and I'm not from Detroit, I didn't live there, work there, any of that. But for me, the SOL would come if, Next year, no, they, let's say this year they win the division, don't win a playoff game. Next year, another good season, but, they, but don't win a playoff game. To me, it's that. I mean, but they've getting had some to the good, playoffs, is, I get that they've had a good team in there, but no, they, those teams didn't keep it up. Right. And that's what I'm saying. If this team can't keep it up, that's when, to me, it's the same old Lions. Yeah. But if they have a great regular season and don't win a playoff game because they lose to a good team, I, I'm not going to kill them for that.
4: Chris, that's a, that's a good point. The other home opponent we could have is Seattle, obviously, who's already beaten us. Right. So, you know, that's the beauty of the NFL. You just never know what's going to happen. We could win 13 games and go home and go to our first home playoff game and lose. Right. You, you, know, you never know. But to really take that next big step, we must win a playoff game. I agree with Rob.
0: There you go. Hey, Barry, uh, make sure you tell Elizabeth, one of the publishers, uh, I said hello, and uh, I wish you nothing but best of luck. And mazel on the new book. And tell us, Barry,
2: where people can get it. It's called I Don't Believe It, We're Good, the New Detroit Lions. Where is it available? Yeah, well, it's,
4: it's available on BarnesandNoble.com and Amazon. But I'm gonna, I have a special thing for your show tonight in honor of you guys. If your uh, listeners buy the book, I will send them an autographed copy. They need to buy it on my publisher site, two twosisterswriting.com. That's two sisters
0: That's right. All right. That's right. Tell Elizabeth. Absolutely. That's awesome. That would be great. Thanks a lot, Thanks,
2: Barry.
4: Barry. Hey, Barry, good yeah. luck.
2: Guys, thank you very much for having me. Yeah, more eye I- couple coming your way. Keep it locked. Fox Sports Radio.
3: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Looking
0: for an assist with your credit card?
2: All right, we're live from the TireRack.com studios, brought to you by Progressive Insurance with the iCouple. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. You can get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. All right, Rob. Um, Rob G's going to explain this situation with A-Rod about being him being upset that his number's not retired by the Yankees, Rob G.
4: That's right. Alex Rodriguez has been making the rounds obviously because of the MLB postseason in uh, full effect. And he was asked by CBS his thoughts on Joey Gallo being able to wear number 13 with the Yankees. And he said in part a quote, "It did not make me happy. Of course it bothers me. Maybe I'm too critical to the Yankees and that doesn't help my case." He obviously <laughs> thinks his jersey should be retired. In the Bronx.
2: Where you at on
0: that, right? Nah, I just I don't think A Rod's number was ever gonna be retired from the Yankees.
2: Because of the um, whole steroid? Yeah, thing? I mean he was suspended like 200 games. Andy I mean, Pettit is.
0: Yeah, but Andy Pettit shouldn't be either. But um my my point is that he's not a Yankee. Andy Pettit came up through the Yankee system. Andy Pettit played one. Chris, you said Andy Pettit. Andy Pettit won five championships. A Rod won one. I mean, there's
2: a. Mattingly won
0: none. There's a big difference. Well, Donnie Baseball, again, he came up through their what? system. Chris, the guy won batting titles. Not like he was a total scrub. He, Yan- wasn't, he couldn't carry Rodriguez's jock strap. A-Rod, you know that. A-Rod, as good as Maddenly was. A Rod was just not a Yankee. I'm just trying to, like, not in that vein. Had he, had he, had I had mean, he played
2: 12 years with the Yankees. I, I get that. He won a championship with the Yankees. I, I just, don't. I get it. He's not liked. I get it. The steroid scandal and there's all a lot, that. There's just too many his things. Name, his number should be retired. No. If and now you gave a good reason with the cheating, but when Andy Pettit's on there, then that reason goes out of the window. No, I I get so that. So if that I, I, if they're not I, holding that against him, then he should be his number should be retired. I'm sorry. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I just I don't I don't think. Because
0: he started with Seattle. He played in Texas. He just was around. Andy Pettit was a Yankee, except for when at the end when he went to Houston. I'm just saying, I think that there's those guys, Chris, that won those five championships, those are the guys that people look at uh as Yankees and and they can I mean, do I no wrong. That. That's all. Even but Paul O'Neill showed up. And one, the Paul went three or four, three or four championships with the Yankees.
2: Paul O'Neill. No, I get that, but there are other. Those aren't the only guys that whose numbers are retired. No, the Yankees you know have a saying? ton of numbers, right? Retired. And they they got about fifty of them. And I, I, there are a lot of guys on there who you you know don't have the case that a ride Like I said, Don Mattingly, I get it, Johnny, Mister Baseball, all that stuff, Donnie Baseball. baseball. Right. You know, and and Yankees fans love him and all that, but he didn't win a r- title. And you know, A. Rod delivered a championship and a lot of other junk too. I get, I get it. But like I said, you got other guys on here whose I, resumes are, you know. I just never, I just well. never, like like never thought, I just Kevin. never
0: thought that he w- was going to get his number retired. I just the relationship there. Yes, he did win in 2009, but before that, Chris, there were so many failures in the playoffs, things not going right. He once batted – Joe Torre one year in the playoffs, he couldn't get a hit. They batted him like eighth or seventh or eighth no, in the remember lineup. remember that. You they remember that was a big yeah. deal. Like a yeah. good player of that caliber being dropped, he couldn't get a hit. And I'm not I, – I think A-Rod is one of the greatest players I ever saw play. I, I'm not bashing his talent. But I wouldn't have my panties in a bunch over that. There's just too much too much checkered area. If he was Andy Pettit from the standpoint, Chris, that he played there his whole, or most of his career, the bulk of his career, he came up through their minor league system, he was a part with uh, Jeter and, and Posada and Andy Pettit and Mariano Rivera, and Bernie Williams, you know, when he was in that group and they won, then his number would be retired. I, I don't doubt that for one even minute. Even
2: with all the cheating? Even even with the scandal. Because to me, if it, again, if you want to hold the cheating against him, I mean, like I said – you got petted in there, so I can't. Big Poppy got was his you, name
0: was you, on the list. He got in the Hall of Fame on the first ballot. I, I'm with you. I don't know. I don't know how people I, they're, they're, pick and right. choose. I don't. I, right. I, I, I don't. I don't agree with it because I think you can't have two can't be Like, well, Big Bobby. Well, we're not so sure. His name was on the list. His name, and so was Manny uh, Ramirez, Chris. I mean, I don't know why he got a pass. Pudge Rodriguez was in the book uh, uh, that Conseco wrote. I was in Detroit. When the book came out the next year, he lost 40 pounds. I, <laughs> Went get, on a diet, He huh? said "Yeah, he ate salads and walked out every night. That's what he said. <laughs> he lost 40 pounds. He looked like a different man. I'm not even kidding you. But uh, he got in his first ballot. So I don't know why they are okay with some people, but, but not on others. It's crazy. Yeah,
2: I, I'm not going to cry a river for A-Rod. I'm just saying when you look at the people that are on there, I don't think there. I don't think there's any way possible you you can justify not having Alex Rodriguez on you know have his jersey retired with the Yankees. But I, I hear what you're saying. He's not viewed as a Yankee. He's not beloved. I get all that. But objectively, he should have his jersey retired. All right, we got an hour left. It's the Odd Couple. Keep it locked, Fox Sports Radio.